Hi, this is Adam. This is Thora. This is Autism on Shift. Where we talk to other autistics about what we do for work. Where you work, homie. We talk about other stuff too, but that's the base outline. Join us, will you? All right, today we are talking to Tara Duvall. And Tara is not just a dog trainer, not any kind of dog trainer. She is a trainer for service dogs. Is that correct? That is. Sweet. That is awesome. Tell us about Very that. Very cool. Cool. So um, I'm, I'm making the shift right now. So I've worked with a couple of service dogs in the past few years, but it's been mostly pets because that's what everybody has. Right. Um, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm making an effort to work more and more with service dogs because there are plenty of people who need them and who want them. That takes a lot of time. Um, and it's hard to do both at once because of the time commitments that each thing would need. So okay. pets, pets versus service dogs. So I'm just kind of throwing out some of the pets, <laughs> <laughs> looking for more service dogs. But Like some of us want to do. I mean, no, I love my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only when he barks right. at the mailman. Yeah. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, afterwards we're going to get that training. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so from my understanding, and I am completely not uh, educated in this, but a service dog training is kind of like a 24-7 deal. Is that is that right? So it can be. Um, and well, whoever has the dog, yes, is doing it 24-7. Okay. Um, but the same is kind of true of pet dogs. So yeah, that's true. The, You're right. There's a lot of similarities. It's just how much training the service dog needs in comparison to a pet dog. So, like a pet dog, you've got whatever is comfortable for your lifestyle and whatever issues you have, we can fix that more often than not, and then you're good to go. Service dogs, you need to have all the good behaviors, you need to have all of the tasks specifically trained to mitigate your disability, they need to be able to do that in your house, they need to be able to do that outside of your home, around all these different distractions, so it's, it takes a lot longer okay. to get them there. I find if there's problems, um, since we have a beagle, I just feed him, and uh, all the <laughs> he's fixed. It's it's amazing. <laughs> That's actually most of the solutions. Yeah, is using food to fix it. Nice. <laughs> I wonder if that works on Thoral. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> Perfect. It has to be donuts. Today is National Donut Day. It is. Is it Donut Ooh. Day or Glazed Donut Day? Glazed Donut Day. Now, do you prefer Dunkin' Donuts or uh, Krispy Kreme? Or do you have another one? So I grew up in Kentucky, so Krispy Kreme is kind of my go-to. Okay. Um, But I I will take whatever donut is available to me. (laughs) I'm not very picky. You don't have a preference (laughs) it comes to donuts. It's it's a donut, people. Come on. Okay. uh, Okay. Back on the track. Yep. (laughs) Total derailment about donuts. Awesome. Um, Okay. So so a service dog has a job. Does the service dog have, like, a person with a specific disability assigned to them before their training starts? Hmm. Um, so, most of my answer is going to be that depends. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so, it depends on what route you go. There's a couple different ways you can go about getting a service dog. Um, most people, when they think of service dog, they think of the big, um, like, Guide Dogs of America and um, needs and things like that. The big 501c3 organizations. Most of those guys do it 
um, that you're paired with a service dog and they train the service dog. And then after so many years, you get the service dog sent to you. Okay. Um, some of those... Uh, larger organizations and most of the smaller organizations that aren't quite as well known um, will do it kind of on a rolling entry type thing where they've got puppies that they're raising to be service dogs and they're teaching most of the basics. And once they hit a certain point in their training, they'll pair it with whoever's next on their waiting list. Um, So, so that helps them move a lot of uh, people through their waiting list faster because you're not waiting. It usually takes about two years to train a service dog from puppy to finished. Um, so if you go to a, a place that has them where they pick the puppy at eight weeks old and then you're waiting because they're training that specific dog to you, you've got a two-year wait. Whereas if they've got a bunch of different dogs going through and once they hit the certain point in training where they teach the tasks, then they pair with the person, that's maybe six months. Or to a year, depending on how many tasks you need trained and how difficult those are. Okay. Um, Yeah, so a lot quicker. Um, And then there's what I do, which is I work with people directly. So usually people already have a dog um, and they've started to train them on their own because you can train your own service dog. Um, That's a perfectly viable, reasonable way to do it. That's legal and allowed, which a lot of people don't know. Wow, I didn't um, know that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll hop in and I'll help them. Um, what I've done in the past is I've just worked with them individually like I would with a pet dog client. They contact me. They're like, hey, I'm trying to train this and we're stuck here and these things and we'll work for a couple of weeks to a couple of months and then I won't see them again. Oh, wow. um, what I'm moving more into is a specific program where I find you know people who have like a puppy – at at least about six months old. And we work through the whole process of finishing up the puppy training, the basic obedience, the task work, all that stuff. And they'll stick with me for about a year. Okay. Now do you have like, do you have like some kind of special training or did you do, uh, you have like a background in this before, like you started getting into it or I mean, other Um, pets maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Dog training is an unregulated industry. So there are, there are some certifications for like trainers out there, but they're all made up by other dog trainers. Okay. So <laughs> they're all vastly different from each one. So you can have a, a dog trainer certified by X group and a dog trainer certified by Y group. And they're two completely different certificates. Um, so I, I got into it because I had a problem dog. Okay. <laughs> um, that's how I got into training in the first place. Um, my, my husband named the dog Havoc on the car ride home from the shelter and uh, jinxed him. So, it's oh, yeah. <laughs> um, a great uh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. As- aside from the intention <laughs> it puts on the dog, it is a really good thing. <laughs> it, it's a good one. It fits him, even now that he's much, much better <laughs> about everything. It still fits him. Um, but yeah, so I. You know, I'd, I'd known about them, and I was interested in them before. Um, my Most of my family is some in some way, shape, or form attached to the medical field. So, like, my dad's a doctor. My brother's an EMT. My mom was a, um occupational therapist before she oh, had us nice. kids. And, you know, so I, I've, I'm familiar with the medical field um, tangentially. <laughs> um, so it's always interested me, too. Um, and then it's just, 
it's just dog training and trick training on steroids. Like that's, that's really all it is. You got to be very precise and you got to be able to be able to stick with it and be consistent for a long time to get them where they need to be. I'm out. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be so it's just kind of evolved. That's, that's why he is the way he is because I've been consistent. Oh, yeah. Is that what? Feeding him every day. You know that's, that's it. Yeah, okay. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is true. Although what's funny is he has he has he did the whole puppy kindergarten thing, right? Like, you know, yeah. little socialization, learning basic manners, mm-hmm. you know. Uh completely failed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did. He does not socialize at all. He hates other dogs. <laughs> to be fair, we we got him from like somebody from somebody's backyard who was kind of separated from all every all the other dogs yeah like, so his 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 uh puppyhood if you will uh yeah. was he it just he was separated from his mother and uh yeah, and so he started off it was rough yeah. so he, he's he had a hard time oh wow hard yeah that's time, not good no it's not. <laughs> not ideal but we love him yeah he's awesome <laughs> the mailman doesn't think so but yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um so okay, so l- let me ask. You said there are, you know, uh group X trains uh these people or gives them a certificate that says such and such mm-hmm. and group Y says something else or does something else. How do you choose one? How do you know who to pick if you were looking for a dog trainer? It's, yeah. Uh so they're, my, my best advice for somebody looking for a dog trainer, uh, whether it's for pets or service dogs, is to go and see how much you can learn about them and see if you drive with them as a person. Um, there's a lot of different ways to train a dog. So if, if you if you dive too deep into the pet into the dog industry, you'll find all sorts of different factions of like you can't do this with a dog because it's terrible, or you can't do that with a dog because it's terrible, and you know various levels of yeah i can agree with that or not um um but the biggest thing because why most dogs fail is not because they're not smart enough it's because their people don't understand what to do so if you can't learn from the person that's teaching the dog or if they have no intention of teaching you and they just want to teach the dog and hand it off to you and and you're good with that and you never have to learn anything it's not going to stick nothing's going to change absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, for service dogs in particular, though, um, one of the better organizations that'll give you a good starting off point is called Assistance Dogs International. They certify a lot of people, um, and a lot of organizations and they're a good starting point in order to be certified by them, you have to follow their rules and you have to have already trained. I think it's like five or six service dogs that have been working for three to five years. So mm-hmm. you, you got the catch 22 of you have to have already done the job to be able to be certified for the job yeah, that is to, to get the certification. <laughs> um, but they have a really high standard and they are international. So right. um, they're uh-huh. a really good starting point. Very cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. This might uh, be a dumb question, but does the dog get it, like a, cert- uh, a certificate that goes along with the dog? So you know, I mean, I mean, I don't know. You have to bring them some places sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. Do you ever have to like walk in and show them, hey, my dog is allowed here because of this piece of paper here, or what? So, 
No, that is a very hot button topic. Okay, <laughs> <But> no. <laughs> um, that's what I'm good at. <laughs> in in the U.S., and it's different for every country. In okay. the U.S., uh, your right to have a service dog is protected by the Americans with Disabilities Act. Right. So that's actually probably if you're looking for what you can and can't do with your service dog, the first place you want to start. Um, they've got a pretty clear FAQ section on their website of what is and is not legal. Um, but the issue with the certifications is if you go and you Google service dog, the first thing that pops up is like 10 different websites for certify this, certify that, certify the other thing for various levels of $0. I've seen upwards of $250 for the certifications. And it's just a piece of paper that they send you in the mail. They're scams. Uh, I can make all scams. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. No, they are all scams. Um, Some of the ones that are free are like a voluntary registration and you've got one or two sites that are trying to do something helpful and good. Um, But the issue with that is you're not legally obligated to have a certification at all. So no certification for the dog, no certification of anything else Um, in the, the, the ADA lays it out what qualifies them as a dog, what doesn't qualify them as a dog. And you're not, like businesses legally aren't even allowed to ask you to show anything like that because it's not it's not a thing. It's so, not something that's there. So if other countries do they have different rules? Is 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 it potentially <laughs> is it possible that these places are trying to uh, do they do you know, some of these websites do international things and they're just trying to follow, you know, if they have zero dollars and give a certificate to, or is that is that mm-hmm. yeah, sorry. <laughs> so um most of the ones that I, I know of off the top of my head are just in U.S.-based. Okay. Um, and if if they're trying to do the right thing and trying to help people, they'll say on their website somewhere, this is not an obligation, this is entirely voluntary, and this does not actually protect you. Makes sense. Um, it's just something that you can have to help you feel better with because you can then point to, well, I, I pointed to a thing, you know. <laughs> I, I, I put my information on the internet and now it's there. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so let me ask you about the difference between a service dog and like an emotional support dog. Are they different? Okay. Yes. Very different. Uh, well, okay. Not very, very different, but there's a very specific legal difference. Okay. Um, so an emotional support animal is any animal that gives you emotional support. So anything. <laughs> <laughs> like all those people on the airlines that were getting hate from the airlines for bringing their peacocks and their yeah, hamsters yeah, and whatnot, yeah. they're not technically wrong. Legally, those are all emotional support animals because it's an animal that gives them emotional support right. by existing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I've got wouldn't, ferrets. Wouldn't they all be emotional support animals? Yes. Sort of. Yes. Um, well, you can have, so you, with your dog, they can be very emotionally unhelpful at some points. Yes. Working dog in a house full of autistic people is not ideal. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, you know, not not every animal 100% of the time would necessarily qualify. Um, But in order to get the legal protections to have an emotional support animal, um, because they do have some different legal rights from your standard pet, you do have to be... um, you, you do have to have it signed off by a psychiatrist or a therapist or something like that. So those are very specifically for psychiatric stuff. How cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I had no idea. Like, I was trying to think of uh, mm-hmm. what what would. Uh... Well, like anxiety. You know, I mean, I could yeah. go to my doctor and be like, you know what, my anxiety is you know really high, and I feel like a bunny would help, yeah. right? Like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, PTSD, that's basically how it works. That that's basically how it works um, because they they have no legal. You know, there's no standard of training for them. There's no nothing. It's just. I need to have something living with me to help me feel better, whether it's like anxiety, depression, PTSD, anything like that, autism. <laughs> um, uh, but say you live somewhere where that's a no pet housing. So that is how you can get that support that you need for your disability in a place where you can't have it. Yeah, so no pet housing is the only place now. Um, they just came out with a new law like... I think it goes into effect in a couple of days, like oh, wow. brand new law for airlines where they're no longer allowing emotional support animals on them. Oh, wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Yeah. Because all the shenanigans that went down <laughs> with the emotional support animals the past couple of years. I have my emotional um, support elephant that I'm bringing on this uh, 787. <laughs> and it's just going to be me and right. my elephant. My elephant right. and I. Sorry. It, well... The, you know, to be fair to the airlines, I don't think they understood the law when they said you could have an emotional support animal because then they tried to put restrictions on it later yeah. when legally it can be any animal and they were thinking everybody would bring a dog or a cat and then people right. started to bring other things. And I think like everything, you start off with, a, you know, trying to be helpful mm-hmm. and then things get, you know. It, yeah. No. Yeah. And the other. That's just how life works. I don't even think it's just. Yeah. That. It's just, but yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. I can have an emotional support peacock and understand that that's not going to be ideal on an airplane. Okay. That's right. That's, okay. <laughs> and the, the other issue is that, you know, there is no training requirement for an emotional support animal. So that's why you had all these issues with dogs growling, barking, peeing on planes, that's attacking people, things like that. Um, it's a very different, yeah, yeah, and it's it's hard on the animals. It's scary because they don't know you. Yeah. You for a service dog, you do a ton of training before you take your dog on a plane, and most people with emotional sport animals just they want the sport, so they bring the animal to the sport. But it's not a stuffed animal, right? <laughs> then all of a yeah. sudden, the the uh, emotional support animal needs their own emotional support person. Yes, and then it's a vicious yes. cycle, and then again, the whole plane would be filled up. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's emotional support animals. Um, so, so they're, they're only, you know, once this new laws goes into effect, um, they're really only allowed in non-pet housing. Um, and there's some stipulations with that too, but, um, service dogs have, uh, training requirements and they have to be specifically trained in a task that mitigates your disability. Emotional support is not a task. It does not qualify as a task. Gotcha. So it's a good benefit, Absolutely. but it doesn't count. <laughs> that makes sense. Are there any things about your job that you, you know, will dislike, I guess, first? Because I, you know, mm-hmm. I, tell me both. Do you, things that you absolutely love about or, or dislike? Uh, I love... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I, especially now going more into service dog work, I love that I can help people get the support they need. Um, cause even if like, there's a lot of people, especially with psychiatric disabilities who don't realize they even qualify for a service dog. And once you have that service dog, you're like, holy shit, 
night and day difference from what you feel comfort wise when you're out and about in public and what you can accomplish in your day. Um, I don't know if y'all know the spoon theory, but they give you extra spoons. Do they? That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah. We talk so, about like, batteries in my house because it's easier for my daughter to understand. Yeah. Because of Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Batteries. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. But but yeah, it's it's exactly the same thing. Same thing. We just use battery instead of spoons. They're like an external charger kit then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a little boost. Nice. Um, so, so I love that. Um, and I love working with dogs and I love working with the people. Um, the things I don't like are the people, uh, and this is a little more applicable to the pet dog world, which is another reason why I'm shifting <laughs> um, out of there, uh, is the people who just want it fixed and don't want to do anything about it. Yeah. Oh. I can see that. Most most of the changes have to come from what you're doing with your dog. Um, And then specifically for the service dog stuff, people who don't understand the laws but are adamant that they know them better than you. (laughs) 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 You can pull it up, like pull the ADA website up on your phone, point right at the actual physical law, and they'll still be like, no, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I think we all come across those people. Yeah. They're awesome. (laughs) They're everywhere. Yeah. Well, someone's got to teach me patience, right? Yeah, that's right. That's that's, that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk specifically about autism then. Um, we all know that it's got, you know, struggles and it's got, you know, things that we like about it. Right. Um, you know, and it's mm-hmm. a, a balancing yeah. act every day. Um, so, so let's talk about those. What are the struggles that you have specifically because of autism? Mm-hmm. And then let's kind of, you know, slide on into, you know, how does your autism help you at work? So struggles with it and work, um, executive dysfunction, Uh, consistency and planning and doing things in like breaking it down into small enough steps that the dog can understand and that you can understand and keep up with it. It's all mandatory for training and it does all something I am very much not good at. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, so especially working with people, cause like in my head, I've got all this knowledge I've collected and I'm like, it makes sense to me, but breaking it down in such a way that I can explain it to another human it, it doesn't always come across as, as well either, or I'll info dump on people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause it's, it's, it's become a special interest and I've turned it into a job and I get all excited. I get really into it. And then people are like, you can just watch them in the lesson. Like, Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh no, I don't. I'm like 10 steps back and I, I've forgotten it all now. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have been taking notes? Where's my pen? <laughs> I, I get that a lot. Uh, they just ask one question and I mis- misinterpreted it as they want to know everything I know. And it's just yes. you know, an hour later. <laughs> yes. They're on the phone. <laughs> just stop, please stop. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep, I have done that. <laughs> um, so the, 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 that's probably the biggest struggle, struggle working with dogs and people directly. Um, but then marketing and sales calls. Like somebody's got to find out how I have a service dog program and how they can be a part of it somehow. They they don't just magically appear at my door and say, "Hey, right? I want a service dog." Yes, the universe told me to be here. I'm not sure why. That would be so handy, but that 
Mm-mm. <laughs> um, so that that's that's my other struggle for keeping it a, a viable business. Right. That makes um, sense. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you mitigate that? Um, because I'd really love to know, <laughs> especially the dysfunction. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, not well. <laughs> um, no, so for because uh, a lot of it has to do with energy levels too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm much better at a lot of this stuff if I have more energy than on days when I don't have any energy. So, um, big part of it is working with myself instead of trying to work against myself. So I have an idea for what I need to get done every week. Um, and I'll have days kind of set up. And if I have lessons in person with somebody or over Zoom with somebody, um, those are like hard times that cannot change, barring, you know, super extreme circumstances. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just fit everything in around it. So I'll know like this week I have to get X, Y, and Z done. Um, if it's super time sensitive, uh, then I'll know to try to fit that in first. Um, and, and it doesn't always work well. I'm still working on making that system more productive for myself. Um, and then like high energy things I try to not have on other days with high energy stuff. So yeah, if I'm doing smart. Yeah. In-person lesson days, I don't want to take a sales call. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to yeah, do it. I've always done... <laughs> You know, I've called it something different because, like I said, I'm undiagnosed. So I'm, I'm, and this mm-hmm. is great for me because I'm learning so much, you know, talking to people. Like, it's, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I'll go through, like, 20 years or 30 years of stuff in my head as you say things, you know. But um, I forgot what I was going to say now. But <laughs> No, but, like, that lining up and the, and the distribution of tasks in such a way, like, almost as, like, a priority. Like, here's priority yeah. one and they go here, here, and here. And then here's yep. priority oh. two, and they kind of go around them, but they still ha- have to get done. That's what I was gonna say. Was yeah. is I've always I've always come up with at some point in time I came up with I really can I gotta get one thing done per day, like one big thing done mm-hmm. per day, and that's it. And all the other stuff, uh, it it's, sort of has to be on a rolling calendar. You know, it's like maybe maybe yeah. not, but but I feel accomplished if I get that one big thing done, and then I, it gives me the energy to do all the other stuff. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because the podcast. I also keep me, so. lists. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> lists for days. I don't, people are watching the podcast won't, won't see it because they'll be listening, but that's my rolling list of marketing ideas for like topics I want to post about on Facebook or talk about because um, I'll do lives in, in my uh, Facebook groups for people. Um, for and I'll, I'll, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, for yeah. our listeners, uh, it's a huge, it's like a huge, uh, <laughs> huge uh, whiteboard. Uh, whiteboard, yeah. And so it's, it's that's awesome, and it's filled up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's probably got like thirty different things on there. That's awesome. Uh, so I'll for like our listeners. What's your Facebook group? If you don't, oh, if you um, people joining. Yeah, so I'm doing a a free challenge next week and they'll probably i don't know how quickly you guys get these out um but that free challenge group will turn into my facebook group um so i can send you a link because depending on how soon people see this the name might change oh okay um but if you look for my facebook page just like my my business page it's pulse canine p-u-l-s-e letter k number nine okay um and i'll have them linked on there too Okay. Awesome. And we'll figure out how to link it in too. No, we'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So it, because it will come out, you know, a little bit later. So and we'll keep in touch yeah. with you and make sure um, that it has yeah, not changed. 
I haven't decided what the name of the group is going to be once the challenge is over, so (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows what that name is yet. (laughs) Not even myself. (laughs) Um, But it'll be um, something like free tips for for service dogs working with me. Um, And I have a a pet dog equivalent that's just training tips with Pulse Canine Dog Training. Awesome. Cool. Um, But I'll do... Like, I have that list, and I'll just jot things down as they come to me. Because usually if they're coming to me, I won't have the time, because it'll be in the car ride or something, or at the oh, gym yeah. or whatever. Um, or I'll, I'll, I won't have the energy to do anything with them yet. Um, so on the days I do have a lot of energy, and I got, like, I'm just super, super in the flow of things. I can just knock out, like, uh, a ton of marketing stuff and just have it ready to go, and then I can send it off on days when I'm not as... <laughs> Not as prepared. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I do. Um, um, and I, I drive a lot um, for my work, and I use, uh, I use like, an audio recorder as things come up. Nice. Very similar. works pretty well for me. Yeah. I, ha- I always have a computer in front of me, so I, I, it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's Google Keep, my Keep Notes. Yeah, I use Keep as well. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You always have a phone in your hand. Well, something, computer. some screen in front of me. It's either this computer, my work computer, or my phone. If you had Google goggles, yeah. you could just always live in the world, I think, you know. I don't think I get anything done. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd have, like, YouTube or TikTok or something on there, and I'd never get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> I dream about that stuff, but I can't actually do it. I, I always end up having to do doing something that gets something done. And and I always like dream about like just like relaxing and sitting around and like watching like binging on Netflix or something. And then I look at my Fitbit and it says, you know, this week you sat down for one hour. Like I said, like, sit down more. Like okay, we recently had a four day weekend, mm-hmm. and I think the total resting minutes of his Fitbit was something like. It was like 80-something minutes for the entire four-day weekend. He does not no. sit down. <laughs> I, I want to somewhere, but also I feel like I get things done. I don't even know if I get anything done now. I don't know. You do. Oh, good. I get some things done. <laughs> oh, man. No, my, my challenge is once once I'm going and I'm working on something, I'm usually good, but it's getting started. That, that's okay. where that That's where it step. really initiation mm-hmm. that is a hard one for me yep you know for me i think it has to be external if it's yes. external i can get up and do it like uh, yep. you know adam needs something and i will get up and do it uh my boss needs something like for me to clock in every day <laughs> you know i do that <laughs> um but like i think i went uh, four months with the intention to like um clean out my dresser and, and get rid of stuff I didn't need and rearrange the things that I did. And I still haven't done it. It's for me and it, it, I have no... <laughs> yep. Yeah, same. Yeah. What is, same. Initiation. Yeah, no, what was the uh, the mom uh, thing? Oh, mom override. We had, we had another guest who introduced us to the concept of the mom override. Which I call the parent override, personally, but, you know, whatever. I, you know, I did stay home with the kids for six years, so, you, you know, it's like this, I'm like, everything is like, it's not just moms, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
What, tell her what the mom override is. But the idea is that when somebody else is in need or somebody else is struggling or yeah. somebody else has something going on, it's like you can completely put all of your stuff to the side and like be there to help them. Like, I yeah. think that was such a really good like concept for her to, to put a word to. That's uh, that's one of the big benefits of having a service dog. Because um, I'm, I'm not a mom, unless you count fur babies. Um, sure, <laughs> but, but if my dogs need something... The, then then it's done we're doing the thing yeah yeah um and yeah, and that absolutely applies yep yep and and with with you know like the training process they may not get the most productive thing done but we'll at least go out and do something um so you know that that's that's one way to help kind of build those habits and things is just having a plan to follow with your dog yeah so that also does not count as a task, though. That is just a fun benefit. <laughs> <laughs> and the routines, I imagine, are probably helpful, right? Like, they, they have an expectation. We're going to walk every day yes. at about this time. And, yes. and the routines are good for both of us, all of us, dogs and humans, mm -hmm. mostly autistic humans. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I read something um, recently I thought was so funny. It was, um, <clears throat> if you... If you have trouble, like, taking your medication at a specific time every day, mm -hmm. what you do is you take your medication and you feed your pet. I think the cat was the example. But you feed your pet at the time you take your medication. And if you forget, if once that becomes a routine, if you forget, your pet will not forget. And they will yes. come to you expecting a treat. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I need to take my medicine. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's so good. that is a task. Ah. Really? That is something that you can train your dog to do to help you. It, it's a little legally wishy-washy if you want to take them in public unless you need to take your medication several times through the day and you need a reminder in public because um, usually that's mostly something people do at home uh, yeah. but I know some ADHD medications you got to take several times throughout the day um, so that that is it, it's one of those there, there's really fuzzy tasks that count but don't really but can and can't and can get you in trouble in theory if your dog does something wrong but technically they count and then there's more specific ones that are, you can easily say, okay, I understand why you need the dog in public. Got it. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, you're onto something. Good job. I didn't. Yeah. I just read it somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're smart. They'll know. They let me know when dinner time is. <laughs> <laughs> My kids do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm 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 a very routine person. So like. It was funny because our, our daughter has a dual uh, autism and Down syndrome, and uh, it was perfect for me because routine was good for her, and I love routine. So I'm like, oh, I'll do whatever she needs for routine. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just that guy to help her out. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Yep. Okay, so the last question is, is you know, dream job right like but mm -hmm. i feel like we don't even need to ask you that question i mean unless you're gonna like come out of left field with something random i feel like you're doing the thing that you want to be doing right yeah no this is this is it this is it i get to work with dogs i get to work with people i get to help help them you know live live better lives you know um and not not feel as stuck really that, that's the big one i've noticed with like psychiatric service dogs specifically um and and help them understand that they can have more help that it's awesome. there for them nice it's very cool i love it yeah me too 
Well, hey, Tara, thanks so much for hanging out with us, talking to us about what you do. And um, I, I really enjoyed having you. Yeah, me too. Yeah, thanks for having nice me. It was you. fun. Awesome. <laughs> right on. And, and to the listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, next time we'll have another awesome guest with another fun job. You can find the show notes and our guest link on our website at carveresumes.com. That includes the transcripts of today's show. And we'll see you later.